This episode is being brought to you by the Speak English with Tiffany Academy. If you are tired of trying to figure out what to study, if you want to get a better job but your English is holding you back, or if you feel stuck at the same English level and you don't know what to do, then the Academy is for you. When you join the Academy, you will get access to a 365-day English lesson plan created specifically for intermediate and advanced English learners. These 365 days of English lessons will cover English vocabulary, American culture, listening skills, fluency, idioms, expressions, and so much more. You will also be able to join a private community where you can practice what you learn with English learners from all around the world. So join today by going to www.speakenglishwithtiffanyacademy.com. Welcome to the Speak English with Tiffany podcast, a podcast especially created for intermediate and advanced English learners. In this podcast, you will hear natural English conversations, learn specific English tips and tricks, and also get to know many different ESL teachers. This podcast will take your English ability to the next level and help you to be more confident and more fluent when you speak in English. Are you ready? Well then, let's jump right in. Hey everyone, this is Teacher Tiffany and I want to thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Speak English with Tiffany podcast. In today's episode, we are going to talk about culturally unacceptable behaviors. Now, this episode is really going to help you a lot because I remember when I was living in South Korea, I had to learn a lot about Korean culture because Korean culture is very different from American culture. So you need to learn about American culture and some of the things that are acceptable and some of the things that aren't acceptable. Now, before we jump into the episode, I want to remind you about the weekly English words membership. That's right. Weeklyenglishwords.com. You see, each podcast episode includes tons of new vocabulary words, expressions, and idioms that are used by native English speakers. But you know, as an English learner, it's hard for you to know the correct meanings and how to use the words, expressions, and idioms properly. That's exactly why the Weekly English Words membership was created. As a member, after each podcast episode, you will find an entire section that includes video explanations for more than 25 words and expressions that were used during the episode. As a member, you will also be able to download a PDF that includes the definitions. When I say you won't find this anywhere else on the internet, trust me, I'm not lying. This is something you need if you want to truly speak English fluently and sound like a native English speaker. So again, you can go to www.weeklyenglishwords.com and start learning more today. Remember, the words and expressions will be heard in this episode and you can learn more about them by going to weeklyenglishwords.com. Now, are you ready for this episode? Well then, let's jump right into today's episode. Hey, Julie, how are you? 
Hi, I am very well. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing really good too. Doing really good. Had a, a very restful weekend. So I'm very happy to be here this morning. Very happy to be here. Good, good stuff. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so today we're going to be talking about different cultural behaviors, uh, but specifically things that are unacceptable in Western culture. Now, um, I know you've traveled a lot, so I'm sure you've experienced a lot of things that were different from what you were used to when you were overseas, huh? Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> I think we can just jump right into it because I think it's really gonna help, this episode is really gonna help students understand the differences. Like we're, we are different culturally, uh, different culturally, we're different um, from other countries. So the first thing is smacking, burping, or slurping while eating or eating with your mouth open. So I want you to kind of talk about that one and then I'll kind of give my experiences too. Have you ever experienced that? <laughs> I have experienced it. I've also experienced it at home. Um, I think uh -huh. I've experienced it everywhere in every country that I've been. Mm -hmm. um, however, it is of course frowned upon mm -hmm. to eat with your mouth open, to slurp um, like noodles or soup or other things. I think kids do it. Uh -huh. Um, but it's, it's kind of excusable when kids do it, uh -huh. um, but for sure, like in Western culture, it's, it's definitely frowned upon and seen as very, I don't know if we would say rude, but I guess like, like yeah, kind of rude slash taboo. Like, oh, what are you doing? Close your mouth. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like there's general like table etiquette, I would say. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, and this is not part of it <laughs> at all. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yes. It's, it's funny, you know, because when I was overseas in Asia, like in Korea, is when I heard that, for example, when we were eating noodles, if someone slurped their noodles, it was seen as a sign that, ooh, these noodles are really delicious. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, like I love Korean noodles, they're amazing. But again, coming from America, it's like, no, no, like you shouldn't slurp. Like you should, you need to figure out how to cover that sound and just eat your food without making noise. So I it was very interesting to see, oh, okay, this shows you that I like the food. So that in was China, I had this, I observed the same thing in China, um, uh -huh. specifically with noodles, like people slurping noodles, but it was no one explained to me that it was acceptable. Mm -hmm. um, I just noticed it and I realized it was acceptable, but it was, it was surprising for me because <laughs> the noodles were also splashing. They were splashing around and <laughs> it was, it wasn't nice. Like if I was sitting near someone and they were kind of, okay. In addition to the noise of their slurping, like they're splashing their noodles oh. on me and it wasn't nice, but I didn't know what to do, what to say. Like I just tried to, you know, inch away, but uh -huh. it, it wasn't, <laughs> it was unpleasant. It was unpleasant for me having not known that that was okay. Um, you know, like it happened to me in an elevator once, like in the work building where I work, there was a man eating noodles on the elevator, in very, like in a packed elevator. Yeah. Oh. And he was, he was slurping his noodles and they were splashing like a cup of noodles, you know, like instant right. noodles. And they were like splashing around. It was just, it wasn't nice. <laughs> I think I may have asked Like I would have given him a look like, seriously, dude, like. I that gave him really a look, good. but it didn't, it didn't register. Like he didn't care. I don't think he noticed. <laughs> First of all, that I was looking at him, uh -huh. um, but I don't think it would have mattered anyway. Yeah. 
You know, I don't I don't think the splashing occurred when I was in Korea. It was just the noise. It wasn't bad, but I don't remember them being mess. I don't want to say messy eaters like a bad way, but they weren't necessarily splashing food or splashing any of the juices, <laughs> the liquid. So I think I may have said something, <laughs> but no, it was more like, oh, okay, that's really, you really are enjoying that. Like that was more of my response when I heard, I'm like, I mean, with my friends we were having a full conversation yeah. and then um, they're like, <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> am I interrupting you? Like, I'm sorry. Um, but I, again, after a while you realize it, so. I think yeah. like maybe my, that situation I described may have been an isolated incident. Like it wasn't uh-huh. every day that people were splashing noodles <laughs> on me, but it did happen a few times. Um, it happened more yeah. than once. So yeah, the noise doesn't bother me as much as it's, as it's splashing. I, I, I can see that. I can understand that. <laughs> All right. Well then keeping in line with the, the, I guess the things that are culturally accepted and not accepted when you're eating. What about eating from a shared dish? Now, I guess I'll talk about this one first and then I'll let you go. Uh, again, we've talked about this in, in other episodes and I've mentioned it multiple times before that it was something that I had to get used to when I went to Korea because I'm not a germaphobe, but I like, you know, keeping my germs to myself and you keep your germs to yourself. You know, we don't necessarily need to share those germs. I was only used to like in my family, like my parents, my sister and nieces or whatever, brother-in-law, like I don't really necessarily share anything with him. Like we're brother-in-law and sister-in-law, but there's no blood ties. So like I would share with them. Like I'd give the kids some of my food or my parents or my sister. But even in that, we weren't necessarily eating from the same dish per se. Okay. So when I got to Korea and I saw that, oh, this is just normal. We're all just doing this. I'm going to have my own little plate. I'm just going to be on the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I changed after a while. I got used to the culture and I enjoyed it after a while. But in America, that's something, again, for students listening, yeah, the idea of sharing a dish with someone, it's not, not normal. I don't say not normal. Common. It's not common at all. Like people will yeah. look at you like, why? Like get your food and I'll get mine type thing. Mm-hmm. How about you? It's interesting because even in America and Canada, like if you go to a restaurant, you can request Uh to have the meal split onto two plates. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess it's the same in America, right? Like even if it's a burger or a sandwich, like they'll cut it in half and they can split it for you. Um, But it's a little bit, it's a little bit ironic. Like it's kind of hypocritical because like at a party or a barbecue, Uh people are still like eating finger foods and appetizers out of a shared dish and they're like everyone's touching it so they're not even used like for instance you might yeah if you have a I don't know like a a gathering at your house or a barbecue or something we will eat like all from a bowl of chips or we'll still share like shareable foods but it's (laughs) Like it's, I think that we just have this idea in our heads. Like if it's a meal, a full meal that we, it's, it's strange to share a dish, but we do share, like basically if something on a menu is written as a sharing dish or a sharing platter, we're fine sharing it. But then (laughs) if if it's like an entree, we're like, no, we can't share this dish, which doesn't really make sense. (laughs) Okay. It's fun. You know, when somebody (laughs) says something, you're like, hmm. That is interesting. Okay, this is what I think it is, honestly, Julie. So, for example, to to the point you made about when we go to a party or a barbecue, right? This is the food that we're provided with, right? Like we can, but we also have the ability to select what we want. 
we get our own little separate plate and it's like, I just need to have the choice. I need to pick what I like. Hey, Sam. Hey, Sally, Sue, Dick and Harry. We all are coming to this, say, smorgasbord, but we can pick what we want. I think, I think that's what it is. Like, we all have our own choice, even if there's, quote unquote, the shared amount of food. Um, and when it comes to, like, the on the menu, like, this is a shared platter. I think, <laughs> I mean, honestly, as you were talking, I was like, wow, she has a point. I think... <laughs> I actually had never thought about it until right now. So I was like, wow, Julie, that's a good point. I, I think even with that though, like the entree is like, hey, we are designating that this right, we are all choosing that this right here we're going to share. Yeah. But we also have our own specific like items that we're going to eat separately. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's like we want to have the, the idea of being as a group and then I also want to be my own person. Yeah. It's interesting. But you know, like as the more time that I've spent away from home, like the more accustomed I became to sharing dishes and sharing, like um, here there's such a mix of people and a mix of cuisines. And for uh -huh. instance, like Lebanese restaurants are very popular here. And Lebanese mm, food yummy. is designed, it's so good. It's designed mm. to share. So in general, we just order like a bunch of stuff and everyone kind of eats from yes. the same so it's but it's it's okay for me um I like it <laughs> yeah like I think it, I think it's a matter of getting used to it yeah more so I than agree. more so than anything else yeah but when I was in China I experienced the same the yeah. same uh shock <laughs> I, I think now one thing I think we don't do even though we do like like you mentioned like may order one dish that's an uh appetizer and we'll share it we don't do the here's one dish you have your spoon i have my spoon we're both eating off of the like we're just going in the same the same bowl that is like unless it's your close friend even with my close friends i don't really do that now i do with my korean friends but or my parents or family but in korea that's another thing though eating from a shared dish of course like you mentioned there's one dish in the middle and we kind of pick what we'd like out of it but honestly, I got to the point where, like, if I went out to eat with my Korean friends, there was one dish, she had a fork, I had a fork, and there were moments I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> because, like... But you know what? I do that with desserts. Like, I've always done that with desserts anyway. Like, if I'm with friends and we're sharing, like, a piece of cake, yeah, we just share directly from... Even in restaurants. I never did that, though. Like, I I, before did. going to Korea, <laughs> now I'm okay. Now... When I stepped off the plane to come back to America, that immediately stopped. But like, <laughs> if I go back to Korea with my Korean friends, I am okay with it. It's just interesting how something is so culturally unacceptable in your own country. But when you go to another country and live there for a while without you even realizing it, you're like, okay, let me just adapt and yeah. be okay with it. Because like, I'm, I'm totally okay with my Korean friends and, and like eating with them. I'm like, come on, let's eat. Like, I'm the one like, hey, let's go out to eat. And so I'm okay with it. It's just, yeah, it's not yeah. accepted in America. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's not accepted. Now, let me ask this though. You mentioned, so with the dessert, is there a reason why the desserts were okay? Um, Generally in restaurants, they just bring you, like, let's say you order a cake or a piece of pie or something. They just bring it and they just bring you like two spoons to share. So we just use the two spoons to share and share it. Like they generally don't bring an additional plates. 
True. We would just kind of well, cut it in half and, and scoop one side. Well, we just like, we just eat from like, you eat from one side and I eat from one side. And then like, we get to the middle and like, see what happens with yeah. the middle section. But, <laughs> but no, like, I don't know. I've not, there's no reason, but I don't think that that's everyone. I can't speak for everyone. Um, that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> what I, do. I mean, I think it's okay. Again, now I think, yeah, that makes sense. Can't, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, okay, then what about, um, let me see, looking at the next one, eating with your hands. Now, I'll ask, I want to know your opinion from this because I was already aware that some cultures ate with their hands or eat with their hands. Um, Koreans don't, well, no, they do actually, uh, depending on the dish. Like they have one dish in Korea. Um, okay, so um, it's kind of like, it's a, basically a romaine lettuce like romaine lettuce like a big leaf and they'll have like sauteed meat uh tofu or vegetables or whatever and you kind of put it in the middle and then you just the first time i saw it i was in shock because like you can see me visually and those that are watching be like literally this is it you put the meat inside and it's huge and they stuck their whole like the entire thing would go in their mouth and i was like i'm not i mean i guess you're hungry Needless to say, months later, I was doing the exact same thing. And it was delicious. So I started eating with my hands. Of, is huh? it kind of like a lettuce wrap? Yes, but I feel like, okay, I had never been, I had never eaten a lettuce wrap before prior to going okay. to Korea. Okay. But I feel like even here at lettuce wraps, like when I would go to, um, P.F. Chang is a very popular um, chain. You know, you know it? Yeah, I love okay. it. Delicious. <laughs> it's amazing. For those that don't know, if you come to America or Canada, please visit. And they had lettuce wraps. I felt like the lettuce wraps were a little bit more dainty. Like, I feel like, you know, like, it's just like pour a few scoops. No, like, I'm not kidding, Julie. Like, when I saw it the first time, I was like, oh my gosh, how is that going to fit in your mouth? And like <laughs> the whole thing, like, it wasn't like a like the whole thing in their mouth. And I was like, oh, this is how we're doing it. And I just followed okay. suit. I said, let me go ahead and, and be a part of this culture. <laughs> I mean, the food is delicious, but yeah, yeah. I think that, that, how about yeah. you? <laughs> you know what, actually, um, Trinidadian people eat a lot of food with their hands and my family's Trinidadian. So I grew up eating Trinidadian food. So like delicious. roti and curry and lots mm. of other things. Um, so I always ate with my hands growing up. Uh -huh. Um, however, when I went to other people's homes, I realized that it wasn't the norm uh, in Canada, eating with your hands, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, but I am used to it. And when other people would visit our house and eat my mom's food and mm -hmm. they would have to eat with their hands. So for them, it was a little bit uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was normal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, generally speaking, no, you're kind of expected to use utensils if you can. If right. you're out of the house and you are utensils are available, you should use them. Um, however, like the same as you said, I adapt to the food that I'm eating and the culture that I'm with. So if I eat Trinidadian food, depending on the dish, if I eat Lebanese food, I'll mm. eat with my hands because it's it's just that's how the food is supposed to be eaten, yeah. you know. Like, for yeah. example, if you eat chicken wings. Yeah. In America, like it's it's uncommon to see people like cutting chicken wings and, and eating them like with a knife and a fork, you know. So exactly. I think it depends on the food. Um, yeah, it's funny because like there are certain foods that if you go to America, people would laugh at you for eating them with a knife and a fork like chicken wings. Right. Yeah. But then 
at the same time we're like no no use a knife and a fork but chicken wings are so messy so yeah. i don't know it's it's but yeah generally um in canada is the same like people if you're out use a yeah. knife and a fork um but it depends on the food and depends on like burgers pizza i think that's it's common true. to not like fast food that's true it's always funny when we have a question during our conversations and then you bring a point it's like wait a minute that is true we do eat with our hands <laughs> you were well, like I'm, I'm thinking about it now because it's like <laughs> we do eat with our hands when we eat certain foods and then but it doesn't make sense because for They're some greasy, foods, like, like yeah like <laughs> you wouldn't you eat greasy foods with a knife and a fork so your hands don't get messy like think about french fries i'm like i've seen somebody eat with a fork and i'm like what are you doing like you i eat french fries with a fork oh <laughs> I because I don't if I'm out I just don't first of all maybe my hands are not clean if I'm at home I'm at home but if I'm out in a restaurant Uh maybe I haven't maybe my I've touched things the door and other things and it's just convenient to eat it with a fork it's clean it's it's easy my hands are not greasy it does it makes sense but it's just something about that finger and thumbs (laughs) (laughs) when I go to pick up that no if it's like now, if it's like chili fries or like there's a lot like stuff yeah. going on, I think okay, that's another thing. So I, I, I forgot you're Canadian as well. Like, what is it called again? Put, is it poutine? Poutine. So I think yeah. So I think like is that does that also like we don't have poutine in in America? I've heard all about it, of course. Okay, yeah. And I'm like, oh, this makes sense. Like, there's a lot going on on these fries. I'm not sticking my hand in this chili and cheese. Like, I'm not doing that. Yes. Like you can eat poutine, poutine um, for everyone who's never heard of poutine. (laughs) I'm like, we're just talking. Yeah, it's a French Canadian like dish, but it's not um, fine dining. It's just basically French fries with cheese curds and gravy. This is the Mm -hmm. original poutine, but now it's basically French fries with different toppings. So you might have like meat, you might have cheese, different things. Um, and it's, it gets really like soggy in the mm-hmm. beginning. It's good, but then, you know, yep. at the end, it's a little soggy. So you can eat it with your hands, but they use, yeah, they usually <laughs> give you like a wooden, you know, this little like wooden fork. It's not a real fork, but it's like a, like a French sport. fry fork. French fry? Yeah. <laughs> um, so generally it's served with that. So we eat it with that cause it's messy. That, I mean, that makes sense. I feel like maybe that's why it's so easy and comfortable for you to go for a fork for fries. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've never thought about them. Like, oh, wait a minute. That makes sense. But yeah. No, like I, I was at a restaurant like two days ago and I was eating fries with a fork. <laughs> so You know what? I think, <laughs> you know that expression to each his own? <laughs> yes. I love it. Hopefully the students, you probably never heard it, but it's like to each his own is like, Hey, whatever you do that makes you happy and that gets the thing done or gets the action done, do that thing. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. And there's coronavirus now, you know, you, you can't be too cautious. You can't be too cautious. Like I sanitize, but I You're right. Know. You're right. See, and this is how cultures change us. You see what just happened right there, right? We started this conversation with me thinking, never eat a French fry with a fork. But then by the end of the conversation, you're like, hmm, that, that is a good point, Julie. Makes sense. It does. Makes sense. And that's what happens when cultures collide. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now this one, I, I hope, I hope, I think it's the same way in Canada, but I've noticed after traveling that it's not the same way around the world. Blowing your nose, blowing your nose (laughs) 
at the table while you're eating. I thought it was like an unspoken rule kind of sort of like you just don't do that because you just have particles flying across the table when you're eating. Yeah. But so like if you have to do it either you kind of turn away or you walk away but I've been in a situation I'm like, "Oh, this is normal. You're just going to blow your nose right now at the table." Okay? <laughs> oh, hey, I'm not okay. What do you think about This is yes. again not acceptable in America, but what do you think? It's not acceptable in Canada at all. Um in general if you even if you're with your family like it's not nice mm-hmm. you just it doesn't have to be you know a formal event <laughs> it's just yeah. like it's i guess it's not nice so you have to generally you can excuse yourself from the table like you just maybe go to the bathroom like if i've ever had to blow my nose i just go to the bathroom and blow my yeah. nose and then yeah. come back but um, it, it happens a lot here because here there's a huge mix of cultures as well. Sure. So I've noticed it a lot of times in restaurants, you hear someone like loudly blowing their nose and you turn around and you're like, is it necessary? But apparently, on. yeah, it is common in different places. Um, but for us, it's seen as very rude and obnoxious. Yeah. 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 Same page. We're on the same page. <laughs> same page yeah same so with that with that no yep so don't do that guys don't do that when you come to america or canada i'm sure england no. is the same but yeah we don't do that yes it's it's not acceptable at all now this next one julie i wrote it but i'm not sure if it's the same again so as you all are listening julie and i are both from north america like she's canadian i'm an american and we have a lot of similarities because we're from western cultures but there also are some differences so I want to know about this. So as an African-American woman, there's something that we have, like it's literally all of us have the same thing. Like don't touch our hair. Like <laughs> it's not necessarily like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the like same. some women. Okay. Okay. Good. So I'll kind of let you tell it from your perspective and then I'll tell mine, but like people don't understand, like don't touch our hair. What do you? <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, there it's, common is the same in Canada like if you ask an African-American person to touch their hair mm. it's just it's like you're like asking to pet a dog almost like I don't know how to explain it I like I think that yeah I don't want it to yeah that's basically it it's very it's bizarre like why would you go up to a person and say like can I touch your hair it's very it's very awkward and uncomfortable and it's not a different species. Of, I, I don't, I don't. so yeah, it's the same in Canada. Like if you, if you, like you wouldn't go up to anyone else and ask to touch their hair. Exactly. So why would, why would you, you do? <laughs> yeah. Here's, now here's the interesting thing. So like, I, I wanted to ask you first because so I have other friends that aren't African-American, right? And they may walk up to their friend and just say, oh, girl, your hair looks really cute or whatever. Like, and they, they'll just go and write, write in and touch the person's hair. That doesn't necessarily happen in the Black community. Like, we'll yeah. state it like, your hair looks nice. And like, there's kind of this pause, like, like, are you, <laughs> I'd like to see that twist. Like, and it's like an unstated rule, but it became, hmm, we don't necessarily talk about it because we all know it. But when I went to Korea, so I am natural for those that don't know, like that are listening, but those that see, you can see that I'm natural. So like when my hair is wet, it's curly, like it's very curly. And it like, I can, if it's wet, my hair looks short, but my hair is actually a lot longer than it is now. Like it just kind of shrunk because of humidity. And that's something that's kind of unique to African-American hair. It can be curly, it can be straight. It can go between both. 
So when I was in Korea, I had an Afro. Now I know that for the Koreans, they were like, oh, and they would say it like, whoa, what, what's that? Like, I'm like, well, it's called an Afro. Like, and I was all about educating, like it's called an Afro. And like, I would give them kind of like, you know, I'm like, I'm okay with kind of teaching, but like, I would be on the train sometimes and I would be looking at my phone and all of a sudden I would feel a hand in my head. And I said, no. Lord, I, I, because I was in Korea, I didn't necessarily get upset immediately or anything. I just would turn and say, okay, they don't know this is not okay in my culture. And I would explain it again, because I can speak Korean. I'm like, yeah. Hey, like we don't do that. And it was fine. Like, no, I wasn't mad. They weren't mad. They were just very curious. And I may like, Hey, if you want to touch it, let me give you one strand and you go enjoy this one <laughs> strand, but not like in my yeah. hair or whatever. And like, in I teach that, kids. in that case, like somebody touching your hair, a stranger touching your hair on the train a stranger touching you on the train in any way is not okay. It's not acceptable. But of course, someone just, <laughs> you just feel someone is playing I mean, with your hair. No, no, it's it's not okay. Um, no, I am I agree with you. It's the same. It's exactly the same in Canada. Like only when I was younger and my friends would say, oh, your hair is nice and touch my hair. Mm -hmm. But when we were younger, kids, teenagers yeah. and it's close friends. It's not strangers exactly. on the street who don't, <laughs> who don't, don't know, know you. It's like, no, no, yeah. no, no. And, and like, you know, honestly, like close friends can touch, like touch my hair. Like I have friends, like I was at a friend's house the other day and she was like, oh girl, I like your twist. And she just immediately went to touch, but it's okay. Like we're so close. Yeah. You also understand how to touch my hair. Like you're not just gonna put like, you gotta go with the grain, go with the, <laughs> like go with <laughs> so that kind of, but yeah. living in Korea, I realized they didn't know it was unacceptable because it was okay in their culture. So that's why it's like, it's yeah. good. Like for those listening, like realize if someone suddenly gets upset at you, understand it's because this is not acceptable in our culture. Whereas in Korea, they were like, well, you know, they could touch your hair. They could do whatever they want, especially if they were older than you. It was kind of like, well, I'm older than you, yeah. so I can do whatever I want. And that kind of situation. So yeah, uh -huh. it was interesting. I mean, you know, a lot of funny situations, but yeah. <laughs> I didn't get mad. I was just like, hey guys, come on now. Like, yeah, you can't I think it was more like they were intrigued, you know, exactly. they were intrigued with your hair and that's more of a compliment than just acting like you're some exactly. kind of different, like from a different planet. And it was more exactly. just uniqueness and appreciation, but it can be obviously hard to, to Decipher. differentiate. Oh, yeah. things. but um of course if you know where you are and you understand that you're literally one in a million exactly. <laughs> people are excited yeah it's still yeah. it's still uncomfortable it's like, um, okay. yeah. yeah you're right you're right but it I gives a, you like you know it, it helps sorry it helps you to be more understanding I guess but um it yeah it's I think like there's personal space in general um that yes. should be respected and <laughs> I agree. That is, is very important to, uh, <laughs> I had one time for, I think maybe about 20 minutes of one class. I was just teaching the kids about black hair. Like they were little kids, like <laughs> six years old. Like, I mean, they were adorable, Julie. Like I walked in class and I had twisted my hair and they were like, what in the world? Like they're going <laughs> off in Korean, like what the world? Like it was very intriguing for them. They'd never seen it. So I'm like, okay, let me take the time and show them and kind of give them you know, kind of more information. So I took out one and I showed them and they were like, what in, 
because their hair was all straight. They were like, what is that? So I explained it to them and then I twisted it and it was like, do you guys want to touch this one? And like, I let them like, so it was. And it's also like a totally different style for them, you know, from day to day. So like one day your hair looks like this and the next day your hair looks completely different. So it's like this exciting thing that most people like, okay, you get a haircut, but it's, you know, most people in Korea. And then if you are there in one day, you have like a completely different hairdo. It's like, yeah, wow. Especially for kids. Yeah. Kids are cute. It's like the world is always new to them. And it's, yeah. it's, it's nice to look at the world through their eyes. So yeah. when you brought up personal space, I'm like, I think we can touch on that too, because <laughs> that was non-existent in Korea. Again, love Korea, love the experience, but I also learned, ah, culturally we're a lot different. So personal space. Now I'll let you start this one. Cause I just finished talking about the hair, but. Um, <laughs> yes. Personal space is I think like the concept of personal space varies from place to place. Everyone has an, a different idea of it. People, Some people don't realize that it's even necessary. Um, but in Western culture, in Canada and America, like giving people space, like staying kind of like at arm's length or yeah. arm's distance is what is expected, I would say, like at least. Yeah. Um, even yeah. when you're lining up like in a store, um here there's also some issues here in Dubai with personal space um again varies from culture to culture but I've had a lot of people like standing so close to me Mm. um if I'm in line to pay at the supermarket but it's not even busy and they're standing really really close like in China I experienced the same thing but that was also because there were a lot of people in a small area so in on the bus on the train in the in the mall I understand that there are a lot of people and there wasn't a lot of space so okay I tried to to be understanding but if you're in a large empty space and you're still like touching me it's just you don't have to do that so that happens a lot here and I have to be polite and follow the rules here but I just I you know I try to kind of suggest that it's not okay but people still people still do it is it females and males it's females and males. However, here in Dubai, they have, um, I think the males, some of the men are doing it intentionally. And then I'm a little bit more aggressive with it. But here in Dubai, they have actually a, a section on the metro on the like the subway yeah. for um, women only. And it's amazing because oh, wow. during rush hour. Yes, because when I first got here, I was like, Oh, that's strange. Like, why do they have that? And then I'm like the first one in that section now because during rush hour, there are a lot of men who stand really close and they, it's, it's Mm. like, you can't just, you know, accuse someone of, I don't know, or whatever. Yeah. You can't accuse someone of groping you basically. Yeah. Even though you know that that's what they're doing. They're going to pretend that they don't understand that they weren't doing it. Like you can't, it's just like a hassle and a waste of time. So yeah. I have um, just been staying in the women's. It's for women and children, yeah. uh, like a designated cart, like two of them on each train just for women and children. So um, there also the women have some issues with personal space, but I would rather <laughs> yes, women- a woman than a man. It's like, yeah. come on. Yeah. So that's that's some good things. Like there are some areas that are separate for um, women, which is which is very nice, actually. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. So yes, as you mentioned, uh, the same way it is in Canada, the same way it is in America, like arm's length, like you shouldn't necessarily be talking 
you know, when you're having a conversation, it's like, you're literally in my face. Like, I need you to just back up, like back up a little bit. So it's like, we kind of, we already know, like there's a certain spacing, like when we're talking to each other, the closer you get, the more intimate. And it's like, ah, you just, it's kind of my personal space, my little bubble. Um, when I was in Korea, yes, rush hour was aggressive. There were a lot of people on the train. I mean, and the first time I experienced it, like I don't like to be touched by someone I don't know in that kind of situation. I'm like, I just don't, and I'm a very contactual person. Like I, physical touch is one of my love languages. Like I love hugging, I'm very personable, but I don't wanna be touched by strangers that I don't know in that kind of environment. But then I realized, oh, this is just the way it is because you there's you can't do anything about it. Um, I'm trying to think in Korea, some of the older people, um, they would get a little closer, but I, I actually was okay with the older people. I mean, like eighties and nineties, because I just see them as like little cute people. Like you're just like a little cute, <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, you're just cute. So yeah. like, I, they got a lot of passes. Like I never really got upset with them. If something happened and I wasn't comfortable, I'd say it like, come on. Like, but I always kind of be smiling at the same yeah. time. Um, so yeah, I think it was just like the rush hour was really what got me when I was in Korea and Sometimes, yeah, in line, people would stand close. I wouldn't say anything, but I'd kind of give them a very strong stare that usually ended up working. Like I'd kind of turn around like, are you serious right now? But I wouldn't say anything. I just kind of look at them like in their eye, like. I have said, are you serious right now? This exact sentence <laughs> to people here. Um, and they actually were so surprised, so shocked to hear me say this because like I would, I would give people a stern look and it just, mm -hmm. it just didn't work. So mm -hmm. I would say, I'm sorry, are you serious? Are you serious right now? And they, they were normally, oh, and a lot of times they were just oblivious. Like they weren't yeah. paying attention to what was happening around them. So it wasn't that they intended to be rude. It's just, they were in their own world, like just, yeah. just moseying around. And then like, just, so a lot of times it was, <laughs> The few times that I don't go around saying that every day, but you know, it has to be extreme. Every once in a while, it's necessary, yeah. Yeah, and I have asked people like, are you serious? Can you see me standing here? Why are you doing that? And uh, generally they they say, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I, like they just didn't realize. Um, yeah. I don't know how you don't realize that you're like leaning on someone or. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it either. Yeah, then I say, it's okay, it's okay, but. Yeah, most times they 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 didn't realize that they were doing that. Yeah. You know, I'm wondering if again I'm thinking about um not our culture as far as western but like other cultures that we've experienced. I wonder if it's because um like the lines how do I explain? So when I was in Korea, I noticed that the physical lines were kind of blurred as in like guys would hold hands with other guys, you'd see older guys sitting on each other's lap, not homosexual at all just like kind of the way they express themselves to each other so they're used to kind of being physically not affectionate but like they were used to kind of this physical touch like always being around which is also interesting in, in me saying this because of certain things of Korean culture but I'm wondering if it's because they're so used to being okay with someone being around that when it does happen, they're like, okay, like I'm okay with them touching me because. Yes, I think so. Because for us, like we're kind of the odd one out in that situation. Like we mm. are the ones who are not used to it. So of course, when we yeah. enter a new environment, we're like, why are you standing so close to me? But for everyone else, it's okay. So yeah, I think yeah. this is, this is definitely a matter of difference in culture. Yeah. 
like the intention is not to be rude or not to overstep your boundaries, but exactly it's, it's how it comes across to us. Like we interpret it that way, but it's, it's not the intention for sure. Yeah. I think that's a good point too. Like understanding the intention as well is good too. So I think again, students listening, when you guys come to America, Canada or wherever, remember that if you misunderstand something, the intention is not always bad. Like again, cultures are just different. So I think that's a really good point. Um, all right, last one I wanna ask you about, and I'm, I'm wondering if you experienced it. I think you probably experienced it in China, but pointing at a person, like that's unacceptable. Like we don't, like you'll point to someone away, like a far away, like, oh, they're over there. But like, if they're close enough to see you and you're just like, oh, look at that person right there. Like we don't do that. Again, for those not watching the video, you can't see it per se, but if you're not, join the Academy and you can see this. Um, but <laughs> like, that's not normal. Like for us, again, it's culturally yeah. unacceptable to point at someone, uh, especially yeah. at a close, like, we just don't like things in our face. Like, don't put your hand in your, my face. Don't put your finger in my face. But how about yeah. you? I think like you were saying, especially in a close proximity, it's, mm. it's people get really defensive when you point at them um I think in America especially uh I think you guys kind of like assume the worst like what are you pointing at me what do you want from me like what are you doing um I've experienced people pointing at me in China but it was children uh children were pointing at me and no not only children but mostly Mm -hmm. children uh and they were pointing at me saying like foreigner foreigner basically uh and at first I, I kind of laughed because everything was new and funny, yeah. uh, but over time, it was a little bit frustrating. It was a little bit irritating um, yeah. day in and day out having the same thing happen. Yeah. But, uh, yes. In, in Canada is the same. It's very rude to point. Uh, it's something like we're kind of taught as kids, like say please and thank you. Don't point at people. Don't do this. Like we kind of learned this as kids. So when we go somewhere else and then have someone pointing at us, it could be taken as like, we interpret it as someone is talking badly about us. Someone is saying something rude about us. Um, but again, maybe that's not happening. Maybe yeah. they're saying like, Oh, look how pretty that person is. Or look how like, or maybe yeah. they're not even pointing at us. They're just pointing in our direction, but yeah, yeah. Um, we can interpret it. It's interpreted and it is seen absolutely as uh, being rude. So like pointing in a general direction is okay. Like yes. look at that building or the person is over there or the bank is over there, but like pointing in someone's face, um, I think your instinct is just to say, like, get your finger out of my face. Yeah, like, that's, yeah. that's, a, that's exactly. What, yeah. <laughs> we would say. Like, um, I just don't want your finger in my face. Like, why is it in my yes, face? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's quite, it's received, like, it's seen as quite aggressive. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're, in, you're kind of impeding, <laughs> like you're coming into yeah. my personal space. I guess it does go back to personal space. Like you're in my personal space. Like your finger shouldn't be in this area. <laughs> now, if you're my husband or my boyfriend, okay. But <laughs> I don't want you pointing at me, but oh, you can yeah. enter my personal oh. space anytime. It's okay. But yeah, yeah, good stuff. Well, uh, I hope those listening, I hope you guys learned a lot about the things that aren't acceptable in uh, Western culture. And hopefully these things we talked about will help you kind of adapt quicker to our culture. So I don't know if you have any last thoughts, Julie, or anything else you wanted to say. 
Um, just that uh, I hope that everybody listening doesn't take offense to any of the things that we're saying. It's absolutely not an insult to any culture, just um, that you observe differences in different places. So mm -hmm. I think it's not a matter of right and wrong. It's just uh, to be aware of where you are and how other people interpret or receive or perceive your actions. It's important, I would say. Good wrap up. That's how you wrap up, guys. <laughs> thanks, Julie. <laughs> well, thanks. thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk again later. Thank you. All right. Bye. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, if you want to see video explanations for all of the words and expressions that were used in today's episode, all you have to do is join the weekly English Words membership by going to www weeklyenglishwords.com Once again, that's www.weeklyenglishwords.com This has been Teacher Tiffany with the Speak English with Tiffany podcast. Until next time, remember to speak English.